Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. It's hour number two of Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast, Josh Applebaum. And in studio with us right now is Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, thanks for the time, Josh. How are you today? I'm good. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Nice. Doing great, yeah. Um, well, DeGrom. Guess I could uh, take my... Uh... My yeah, you could off? take Sorry. off. <laughs> okay. my mask off, boys. I'm prepared. <laughs> Always prepared. I love that. <laughs> see, they wear that on the field, on, out on the field, too. You see the guys masked up on the field, which is fascinating to me. Uh, DeGrom, uh, the yes, tightness. Sir. You're a former Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, he's on the IL. What does that mean? What's going on with this side uh, situation with DeGrom, and what is it going to do for the Mets? Uh, well, for Jacob to go on the IL, you know that obviously it's important. It's not a guy that the Mets – want to mess with at all you couldn't get I mean more quality appearances and outings from the kid offensively he's equally as important as crazy as that sounds so for Jacob to to land on the IL it's important it's early in the season they've won a few games in a row as well that's the importance as as y'all know when the team is playing good whether sport it is baseball in this particular case when the team is playing good and something like this happens, you afford the luxury of a, of a Jacob DeGrom, which sounds crazy in this situation, to actually land on the I.L. and take some time off mm-hmm. to be able to get healthy. Because what they need out of him throughout the course of the season, the second half of the season, whatever, is, is, is way more important. And so, again, when, uh, they've won five in a row. Right. If they lost five in a row, I think you would see a big-time panic situation set in. You win five in a row, uh, you got a one-game lead in the division, Jacob gets hurt, let's not mess around, let's put him down. He knows his body better than anybody. So we'll see. It's not like – I know there's like the, the oblique injuries that you just got to shut it down. Mm-hmm. You and I spoke in the past. It's like a hamstring. Right. Just got to get off. So it could be similar to that. Um, he's in amazing shape. We know that. He takes care of himself better than anybody. So he knows when he needs a day or not. We're all hoping that this is nothing, that this is just something short-lived. Um, we're going to see, but they have to be very smart, and I know Jacob will. Josh, it's great to talk baseball with you once again here today. And uh, speaking of the Mets, let's talk about the game tonight. This is intriguing to me because a couple of weird things going on. Number one, uh, you got Means coming off the no-hitter here. He's great so far this year, 4-0, 1.37 ERA. But I like the Mets in this spot because the public is all over uh, Means, you know, coming off that no-no. And they're saying, hey, I'm getting plus money with the Orioles here. Yet <laughs> the Mets opened. It, it's almost like too good to be true. The Mets opened minus 130. They've been bet up all the way almost to minus 150. So interleague line move have done well this year a favorite with a low total so what do you make of this matchup josh and also just anecdotally what do you think about backing or fading pitchers coming off a no hitter yeah i thought i thought we spoke about this last time but i could be wrong uh, there's a couple of blind plays for me uh and, and as you guys all know it's it's friday day games at wrigley okay first inning yes is always is a blind play mm-hmm. um it's anytime Matt Harvey pitches, you bet against Matt Harvey. That's <laughs> these are my blinds. And uh, anytime somebody throws, and it's not as way it used to be very high. It's not like that as much I've noticed in the last couple of years. But anytime somebody throws a no hitter or a perfect game, I always bet against them the next start. The reason is is we're usually distracted. There's a lot of media attention. Sometimes the work aspect of what I need to do gets done, but it doesn't get done the same way. It would in a timely manner when, when I'm just going about my business or maybe I've been struggling. So sometimes I get pulled in different directions that um, it's kind of like guys doing commercials again all off season. You kind of get distracted, but you still get your work in. It's just not the same. So I always, I always bet against the person coming off a no-hitter. 
That's why this particular game for me personally is a little bit different. John Means has been amazing. Absolutely amazing. From the first pitch of the, of the game versus Boston on opening day, he's been one of the better players in the game that I don't think gets enough publicity on how good he is. And I get it. It's, he's on Baltimore, so you're not going to get what you should get. But again, 9-0, and 7-2, and 6-1, and, and 7-0. and zero. 3 is the most he's given up all year. He did that once. And then he's given up two runs once. And everything else has been below that. This kid has been absolutely fantastic as a pitcher, he doesn't seem to get distracted either. It's yeah. a baby version. We're going to need many more years. But his approach is, is a baby version of what I see out of Jacob DeGrom, about the focus and respect and about his work. So it's hard for me to blindly go against John Means. And then again, he is facing the Mets. I understand the Mets have won five in a row, but it's also Marcus Stroman on the mound. And Stroman started off, Josh, very, very good. Three straight outings, six, six, and eight, one or less in all. And then it kind of fell apart versus Washington, where he didn't have his great game. And then his last game as well, five innings, four runs, didn't go very well. And so Stroman gets very streaky for me. And I think that he gets distracted. I know the social media aspect of his life is very important. And I think that when he gets distracted, it's hard for me to back a Marcus Stroman. And then what's he going to do today? Is he going to want to step up and fill Jacob DeGrom's shoes? It's like there's a lot that, that factors in on the mental side. So honestly... I actually would like to bet the Orioles in this game. That's honestly, I'm probably going to stay away because of the, the no-hitter. But I like the Orioles in this play. And any time the public races to jump all over the Mets, I, I, I'm 100% on the other side. Okay. It's just, it's just the Mets, you know? Right. So mentally, Means is going to be okay, though, because, I mean. He, I think he will. He was uh, a catcher not stopping the ball away from a perfect game. Right, yeah, man. I know, see, so it just I'm shows you how hard question. all of this is. They call it a wild pitch on Means. <laughs> well, but it was a catcher, right? Come on, is that the catcher's fault? Uh, yeah, listen, you know it's. Uh, <laughs> I you know I I spread my leg out. I, however, you get low as a catcher. Thank you. That's mm. what we need to work downhill. But you know when I drop a knee or spread my leg out or put myself in a bad position to where I can't block and then I just wave at it. Anytime you see a catcher, just kind of wave at it. It's probably not a wild pitch, right? right? So it, those are harder because <laughs> catchers are getting crazier spots that it's really taken away from what truly is a wild pitch or not. It just goes to show you how hard a no-hitter and perfect game are. Swing yeah. and bunch, jam shots, bloops, any little thing, strikeout, swing and miss. And it, here we go. Right. How about Chicago and Cleveland? Uh, Chicago on the road, uh, they're plus 170. Uh, seven is the total in this one. What do you see of this game? I got two teams that have been playing good. Okay. Yeah, seven and three in their last ten each, so mm -hmm. I like that. Um, Alzalei has given up between two and four runs uh, in every outing, and then there's one outing, six innings, and, and, and one he gave up one. So he's, he's been pretty good, but he's given up his runs, which also means he doesn't go deep. And so those runs are coming within the first five. So if you're giving up, and, and, and some of the outings are actually pretty good stat-wise, but if you're giving up between two and four runs, in all your starts, and you've only gone six like once, maybe twice, then they're coming early. You got Bieber on the other side, mm -hmm. who's been fantastic. We know that. Three Ernie's uh, in three of his last four, two in the other game. He has seven quality starts and seven starts. He goes deep. I like the Indians in the game, but more importantly, I like the Indians' first five because if we get any version of what we usually get from, from Shane, and then if Alzaloy gives between two, or sorry, Alzaloy gives between two, three, maybe four runs in his, they're going to come early. I like first five more than anything for the Indians in the spot. 
Josh, how about going to uh, the American League East here? Big matchup, Yankees and Tampa Bay. And I think you did a great job weeks ago when, when we talked to you about how uh, the Yankees were, were really really terrible to start the year. But I think to me, kind of when they were at that point, they were like a little bit profitable right before they turned the corner. But now they're above 500. They're 18 and 16. And they're starting to become that big, you know, public juggernaut Yankees. They're the Yankees. <laughs> you got to bet on them yeah. today. It's kind of that kind of thing. So I'm actually looking at Tampa Bay here. I'd love your thoughts. But, um, you know, Yankees have Montgomery, Patino is going to go for Tampa. He might be the opener here, but the Yankees are a public play here and they just took two or three for against Washington. Tampa Bay lost two or three at Oakland, but the Yankees open around minus 125. They've dipped a little bit, nothing crazy, but they're down to around minus 118. So a little bit of money coming in here on Tampa and Tampa has owned the, the Yankees this year, Josh, they're five and one against the Yanks. So what do you think? Would you take a shot with the plus money with the Rays here? Yeah, 100%. It was, it was another one of those, these games too where I get how well the Yankees have been playing and you got Stanton who I don't think is very good he's been awesome lately Mm -hmm. right he's starting to go the other way staying on the ball it's nice you get production out of him then good things are going to happen um Five and one in the last six Josh as you said I was trying to find the exact numbers I couldn't find it but it it's some it's something like 17 and three in the last 20 years I mean the Rays have really owned this series versus uh the Yankees because Again, the, the Rays will play small ball. They'll, they'll get in the right position, the hustle aspect, the little things that you have to do to give yourselves the added advantages to be successful. Tampa does where you don't really see the Yankees do it too much where, again, we, we know the Yankees will sit and try to drive in, uh, drive the ball over the fence, and, and you know they are not really trying to get three hits to score run type stuff. Fine, that's their style, but when they don't come off of it, Tampa's a bad matchup. So immediately in this entire series, I'm going to favor Tampa the entire time. Patino's probably, he's going to go, what, two to three innings, and then we're going to have a bullpen day. We know how good the staff is for the Rays overall. We know how good the bullpen's been consistently over the years. So I, I, like, I like Tampa in this situation as well. You're going to give me plus money, and you're giving me plus money at home. So a team that dominates a series at home, bullpen's going to factor in a lot of it, where usually I wouldn't like that, but mm-hmm. this, this bullpen is different. Uh, I, I like it. And, and Montgomery, listen, he, he's been good. Uh, home runs are, are his Achilles heel, too, so he's going to have to keep the ball down a little bit. Uh, the last time versus the Rays, I think it was five innings, four runs, two home runs in that game. That was April 11th, so it's been a minute long enough to forget and start over. I still like Tampa. Okay, Josh Towers in studio with us uh, here on the program, Ben Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you as well. Uh, Josh Towers, uh, Seattle on the road against the Dodgers. Uh, are the Dodgers okay? I mean, everybody is pointing <laughs> to the Bauer comments. I came here to win, not to lose. Uh, I think he was frustrated. Uh, but he's an outsider uh, in that new in that clubhouse. And uh, you have a team that just won the World Series. Yeah. Are they listening to Bauer? Are they tuning him out? Uh, is he resonating there? The Dodgers back to being a heavy favorite against the Mariners, minus 230, uh, the total seven. I'll be careful. My buddy Yusei's pitching. Uh, Kikuchi is my man. I love this kid. And he, he's, he's been getting better and better his time in Seattle, which is kind of nice, making the adjustments from Japanese style to our style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker Bueller's good. We all know that. But we've seen a stat recently pop up with Bueller, Kershaw, uh, and, and Bauer in one-run games. The Dodgers have a very, very bad record. I don't remember exactly what, 4-11 or something, mm-hmm. something that shouldn't be happening with those three guys on the mound. Uh, everybody questions themselves at some point when it doesn't go well. And that's kind of what we have with L.A., even though they're a dominant team coming off of a great season last year. 
uh, maybe an understatement. I don't know how Bauer is is in the clubhouse. I, we all know that he's vocal to the media. He's always been like that. They knew what they were getting. Okay, I don't know what kind of person he is in the clubhouse to the team. And you know, Bridge, how important that is. Mm-hmm. So we can overlook media comments, but if he's not well-liked in the clubhouse, it does change things. And something's going on there where they're not winning to the level and the way that they were winning before. So I do have questions about it. If Bauer came here to win, which we all do, thank you, I appreciate that, the Dodgers do as well, then maybe you should do a little bit more. Because the reality is he's 19-19 and himself, decision-wise, the last three years. He's 3-2 and this year. He was under 500 coming in just himself personally. So he hasn't necessarily been a winning pitcher himself. We get kind of blinded by stats and the high strikeouts. Uh, Again, I love when dudes run their mouth. I'm a fan of it because you got to back it up. So it stands out. But, again, he's only had two good seasons really in his career last year and then one other season in 2018. Before that, all his ERAs were above four. So there's consistency that I'm lacking in Bauer as is. But he's good at running his mouth. He's good at striking dudes out. But he is not good at winning baseball games collectively, especially the last three years. So when I pay you that amount of money and you speak the way you speak, you shouldn't lose one-run games very often. You should be doing things that keep the 3-2 lead or the 2-1 lead and not give up the two-run home or the double or whatever the case may be. So he doesn't, he doesn't have the luxury to be running his mouth like this. Mm-hmm. Not about the team and I came here to win. About all the other stuff for fun, do it. This part of it, he's going to have to be a better baseball player in winning situations because 19 and 19 in the last two plus years, three years, sorry, that that's not getting it done to where you call your team out by any means. Josh, kind of on that uh, thought process here, you know, looking at uh, Oakland and the Boston Red Sox here. So this is intriguing to me. Two of the top, uh, two of the top three teams in the American League. Great records, both of them. Uh, Sox, Sox just took three or four against the Orioles. Oakland just took two or three against Tampa. What's intriguing to me, this one is kind of a short line overall. You know, it opened the Red Sox with Evaldi on the mound going up against Chris Bassett. Red Sox are like minus 130, kind of a short favorite at home. They're the public play. Majority yeah. of bets say, hey, Red Sox are great. Back them at home at Fenway. Yet this is this line's dipped a little bit. The Red Sox are down to minus 124. Looks like a little bit of money coming in here on Oakland. They would match some systems that I like. Uh, dog with a line move, road dogs, dogs with high totals. Um, and Evaldi yeah. just gave up six runs his last game against the Tigers. So, uh, Josh, what do you think? Is it like Red Sox minus 124 on principle? That line is so low, you got to take it. Or do you think the A's with a little bit of movement are intriguing today? I I like yeah I like Oakland. Uh, again, it's Tuesday, right? Is that what today it is? It's always a little <laughs> bit different on Tuesdays the way we approach stuff. Um, I don't know what it is, like the start of the week. There's all kinds of crazy things that happen on Tuesdays. I call it Dog Tuesday sometimes. With that said, Bassett has gone, I think, four or five straight games where he's gone six-plus and two runs only. This kid has been pitching good, so he deserves a little bit of credit. Nathan Avaldi has been good as well, just like Boston. But you said it. He gave up six, and when Nathan gets on these streaks, they they last a few games. So just given those two dudes alone, both these teams respectful. Boston's been great. Oakland's been great. I, I like Oakland today for sure. Okay, it's Tuesday, uh, one twenty-one of Pacific. Uh, uh, Josh yeah. Dog, Dog Tuesday. Where's them? Where them odds at? We got to keep you over to the next segment because we got some more games okay. uh, we got to get to certainly. Uh, and your insight is outstanding. Uh, so uh, we're going to do that. More Major League Baseball right here uh, on the program. Some big games on the schedule. Uh, cannot wait to get uh, Josh Towers and his thoughts. That's coming up next right here 
on the program, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Do not go anywhere. Again, uh, line movement, too. Josh Applebaum has for you that involves the association. So stay tuned. Come back with us right here on program, Betting Across America. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. And we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Richard, Josh Applebaum with you, as well as Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball player, pitcher, uh, in fact. Um, but this news about the Lakers and this Knicks line, Josh Applebaum, uh, we were just talking about <laughs> minus five and a half. Now the uh, Lakers minus three. Uh, some significant line movement here. Yeah, huge line move here before we talk more baseball, Josh. But yeah, just to mention this, LeBron James, uh, again, I thought he was doubtful. I didn't expect him to play anyway. But once you saw that Adrian Wojnarowski tweet that LeBron is going to sit tonight, going to try to play Wednesday, this really caused this big movement toward the Knicks. So uh, we did the show, and at the start, the Lakers were a five-point favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some books were even five and a half. It's all the way down to three right now. So it looks like it's settling at three. Obviously, if you uh, this is the NBA, the, the NBA that constantly these injuries can affect these lines. And if you can jump on these things quick you know if you jumped on the Knicks a little bit earlier five four and a half there you're probably feeling pretty good but here's a little nugget here to to keep in mind with the Knicks the Knicks are the number one ATS team in the NBA they've had a really good year for betters if you back them but especially when they're a dog and a road dog the Knicks this year is a dog 25 and 18 ATS you're covering 58 percent of the time as a road dog 16 and 9 ATS 64%. You also saw uh, recently here, um, it was last week or earlier, they just played the the Clippers in the same sort of spot their last game. They were eight-point dog, then beating the uh, the, uh, the Clippers 106-100, so, uh, or 206-200, whatever that was. But movement here toward the Knicks, as well as the under dropping to uh, 13.5, down to 211.5, all this because no LeBron tonight. Mm. So returning back to baseball, um, we were looking at all these games, certainly, um, uh, you know, some of these teams, whether they're on streaks or not, uh, teams that we're interested in, and we mentioned the Yankees, uh, Tampa, Mm -hmm. uh, and then certainly uh, Baltimore, those games. uh, I'm curious about uh, a couple of teams out here, uh, the Phillies, uh, and what's going on with them. Um, They got the Nationals. uh, Philadelphia, they're on the road again, uh, plus 112. The Nationals, just a high total of nine. Uh, too. So uh, I was watching this series, the Philadelphia Phillies versus the Braves, and I, I thought there was a distinct advantage because Braves at home with that crowd, uh, but also saw some at-bats that I was just like, okay, what's going on with Philly? Uh, I don't know if you saw the same thing. Uh, I, I think we kind of always ask that question, right? Uh, especially in this division. Like These teams kind of get hot. The division's so cool because everybody is pretty good, and I don't think there's any runaway team. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the Braves might have been on paper, but we're not really seeing this now. Um, 
I mean, hopefully it's a dogfight all the way to the end right. and all five stay in. Uh, the, the, everybody just gets streaky, man. That's, that's the hard part when it comes to some teams and some divisions when we're trying to handicap how we think they're going to they're gonna play out wins and losses. The, the overs in this division I don't mind so much because we see the bullpens factor in and, you know, you see teams that know each other very well. I always root for Fetty, so this one's tough because he's, okay. he's a you know local kid here. He's a UNLV boy. So um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel. I, I think mm-hmm. offensively the Phillies have been a little bit better. I, I think that the Nationals still haven't played consistently like – not even close to their best baseball yet. Right. So for this game, I really don't have a play. It's, it's kind of a toss-up. And so, again, for me, I just sit back and hope Eric Fetty does well. Josh, wish we had more time to talk all these games with you, but only like a minute and a half. One of your take on Otani as a pitcher. What are you seeing from Otani? He's on the mound tonight against Houston with McCullers on the mound. And you had Houston uh, last night, had a lead, blew it. Angels came back and won that one. Tonight, it's kind of like public play to Otani. Take the you know uh, the plus money price here at Houston. Yet the uh, the Astros went from like minus 130 to minus 150. So what's your take on, on Otani? And then just uh, maybe a lean if you have one on this game tonight. I mean, is it, is it that's what's crazy. Is it public play like on Otani for first five or is it Angels for the whole game? Because the Angels, you know, Penn has 16 decisions. They factor in a lot, which is isn't good, but they're also, they have eight saves and 15 opportunities, which means Iglesias and whoever else isn't really getting the job done. Otani, I think, has gone five innings his last two, and then that's it. He has he doesn't go past five. We're not really going to see that. Uh, he's, he's ridiculously nasty. He's got all the intangibles to be unhittable all the time. He just walks too many. It's six walks last game. The bell out was he only gave up one hit because he's so filthy. So, for me, if you're betting Otani, you're taking Otani first five, and then... You know, best of luck with with the bullpen. Yeah, best of yeah. luck, certainly. <laughs> and McCullers walks her up too, so right. this, this could get out of hand, or they got to be lights out, man. If I'm messing with Otani, I'm yeah. taking him first five. All right, I like it, absolutely. Thanks for the time, for sure. Thanks Thank for you. the extra time, Josh Towers. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Major League Baseball pitcher Josh Applebaum, Mike Pritchard. Uh, we will return, and when we do, uh, we got some yes/no situations when it comes to the association, the NBA. Will they or will they not make the playoffs? We have the odds for that. That's coming up next. that vcin.com has the latest lines and odds for every game on the board tonight track the line movements with live charts get estimated scores for every matchup and all the betting information you need to stay on top of all the action whether it's a line movement or insight from josh applebaum or last minute nba injury information from jonathan von tobel our experts give you the necessary data on vcin.com slash nba vcin.com slash nhl or vcin.com slash mlb Use a parlay calculator to figure out, figure out payouts and get all of our betting 101 info, including definitions of the betting terms we use right here on the Sports Betting Network. Start your day's sports betting research for free at vcin.com slash vcin.com. <laughs> it's just vcin.com for that information right there. No slash needed. 
Uh, welcome back to the show. It's uh, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you on Betting Across America. Um, these yes-no situations, Josh, when it comes to the NBA and some of these teams that's going to make the playoffs or not, curious uh, what you feel or what you're thinking here at Washington. Uh, I saw Russell miss that shot to win the game against Atlanta. Uh, came up short. Now that that record is out the way, you got the Wizards plus 120 as a yes and minus 155 no to make the playoffs. Yeah, so my first inclination here, Pritch, is I kind of like the Wizards as, as a very dangerous type play-in team. You know, it was almost kind of like, you know, we saw uh, last year with the Phoenix Suns, you know, before they made that Chris Ball trade, they had that crazy run there in the bubble, mm-hmm. didn't end up making the playoffs, but, you know, kind of had that that house money going into it. So right now, it's kind of a, a 50-50 type proposition, Wizards plus 120, uh, the no is minus 155. But I guess the one caveat is Bradley Beal, you know, with that hamstring injury. Is that going to be something that is going to linger with him? Or is that something that if you rest him and you just say, hey, well, you know, show up for the first play in game and see if we can go from there. I just like what I've seen out of the Wizards. I would say probably, you know, the second half of the NBA season and really maybe the last month, month and a half here. Because when you got Westbrook playing the way he's playing, a healthy Bradley Beal, then they got some different parts like shooters like Bertons and some of these other guys to me it's a dangerous team that you know if it was an eight versus a one you'd be worried about it but also we know what these plans if you get some you know the funny thing is no one wants to be in the plan you know you heard LeBron <laughs> saying hey you know I got no problem with it and then when he's the one seed but then when he's you know when this team's drifting he said the person who came up with it should be fired here but um, you know to me what if you get some momentum going? What if you win your first play and you win the next one, then you're into the playoffs. You're feeling really confident, almost playing with that momentum versus a team that has been waiting around and kind of, you know, that anticipation is, is really building here. So that's one the one that jumped out to me. As long as Bradley Beal, his hamstring isn't a significant injury, plus 120, I'd look at the Wizards here a little bit. Okay, yeah, Westbrook, he's such an eye player. Uh, I don't know why they didn't keep feeding Bertans. I mean, that guy was lighting it up, uh, certainly. Uh, but maybe the opportunity just didn't present itself. Uh, what about the Hornets? They're plus 125, the yes, uh, minus 159, the no here. I lean a little bit to no. I mean, I kind of like the Hornets, you know, moving forward as they get older and get more experience. But to me, they're a team that is still a year away. Um, obviously, you're you still don't have uh, Gordon Hayward, who they gave a lot of money to in the offseason here. I think if he's in here, this would have been a different type proposition. You also dealt with down the stretch guys like uh, Malik Monk is now back. But then you had Bridges going through some stuff. Uh, so you're really leaning on, you know, Terry Rozier and, of course, you know, um, you know, LaMelo Ball here mm-hmm. really guiding you. But I don't know. To me, this is just a very, very young team that gets you excited for the future. I just don't know if their time is is now. So uh, the fact that that no is a slight favorite, minus 159, I'd lean on that. Plus, if you're, you know, if you're in this play-in spot, it's Celtics, Hornets, Pacers, Wizards, I'd lean to the more experienced teams. Um, but obviously, my Celtics, you know, uh, it's getting dicey here, Pritch, end of the season. But to me, I just feel like the Hornets are still a year away. I would lean on them not making the playoffs. Okay, you got the Pacers uh, plus 205, the yes. Uh, and then minus 275, the no for the Pacers here. What's going on with Indiana? Yeah, Indiana's been weird. They're, they're a team that's gotten a lot of injuries here, and I think that maybe is yeah. a commentary on, uh, obviously, you know, getting Lavert. I think, was a really underrated deal that they made, um, but you're still waiting on, you know, I feel like Brogdon's always questionable. Sabonis, he's been playing, but that's another guy who's been banged up here. So the other thing is, like, you know, the Pacers quietly, I've been betting a lot of Pacers overs. They do very well with scoring a lot, not playing great defense. But when you're that bad defensively, defensive efficiency-wise with the Pacers, I don't know if that translates into the playoffs. You know, part of it is effort and really just digging in when you got to get a stop. Um, but the fact that, that I'm with you, Pritch, minus 275, no. 
the books know something. Maybe this is a team that uh, really isn't cut out for a postseason berth here. So it's a little it's a little high price, but maybe there's a reason behind it. I lean no on that one as okay, well. Okay, so the injury news about LeBron James not available certainly tonight uh, in that matchup against the Knicks. We saw the line movement uh, on that one significant. Uh, what about the Lakers? They're minus 2,000. Yes, uh, the no uh, plus 850. Uh, I mean... I, look, I, I'm not going to touch that, right? Uh, you're not going to touch that either, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> but your thoughts on that situation, even the Lakers are on the board here, and yes, no situation to make the playoffs. So believe it or not, Pritch, if I'm going to touch the Lakers one way or the other, I'm going to bet no plus 850, just because it seems to me like this is a team that is really, really careening down the stretch. You know, mm-hmm. again, they were uh, one of the top seeds overall. You are getting Anthony Davis back. Uh, but LeBron, you know, again, they're being cautious with him. But at, at some point, you got to start winning games. I don't think you can just flip a switch. It's very difficult. It's not like in the bubble uh, and, you know, kind of the point of, hey, you can just, you know, stay in the same spot, you know, go from your, uh, you know, you do your rehab in your in your hotel room and go to the gym and go back. Travel is now going to be involved. That This is going to be an issue here. So uh, I don't know if the Lakers are playing the Warriors in, you know, a play-in game. Right. And Steph Curry is is <laughs> shooting the way he's shooting. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis goes out in the first quarter with a tweaked ankle. And LeBron has missed the last couple. I don't know, Pritch. I just think no way I would ever lay the minus 2,000 to make it. I just think the risk versus reward uh, is really not worth it there. But to not make it, you want to put ten bucks on plus eight fifty. I don't know. What if Curry knocks them out uh, in the first round of the of the play-in tournament? I think that would be uh, just imagine the ratings on that game, Prince, and then <laughs> the house money with the Warriors coming beating the Lakers. I mean, that would be incredible. Who knows if it'll happen? But I'd rather take the plus eight fifty than lay the minus two thousand. I tell you what, the Lakers are um, the seventh seed right now, so they're in the play uh, play-in situation. Um, they are a game and a half back from Portland. Uh, if the Lakers lose tonight against the Knicks, uh, then they're uh, you know they're looking at at that play-in situation uh, without LeBron. Perhaps we don't know the significance uh, of this injury. Certainly, uh, maybe they thought he was going to be on his road to being back, but uh, the reports are he's going to delay that. So <laughs> I'm right there with you on that. No, the play-in situation yeah. <laughs> makes it uh, highly highly interesting. No, it really does, Pritch. And I think you'll get a lot of differing opinions on the Lakers. I think on the one hand, you could even make a case for me. I think it's like it's it's kind of boom or bust. Either this team has been trending in the wrong direction, a lot of guys hurt in their early exit, or what if you make a futures bet on them, AD and LeBron get better, get healthier, then you're getting a good you know payout on a futures price. But to me, I think the arrow's trending down with the Lakers. All right. Uh, wow, that, that one uh, jarred me a little bit right there, that discussion. Uh, when we continue, uh, we're going to have some leans and picks and then Josh Applebaum's gross or grossest play of the day. All that and more coming up next.
BetMGM has a fun way to join sports betting excitement. Win $100 with a $1 wager on either the Lakers or Knicks to hit a three in tonight's game. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700, Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And Tennessee, call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today on the program. Uh, Josh, we return to uh, Major League Baseball with some leans and some picks here. Um, The Cards and Brewers, are you noticing anything in this matchup? I am, Pritch. Uh, Looking at the brew crew here, the beer makers tonight, Pritch, uh, a couple things that caught my eye. Number one, uh, you have the Cardinals playing great baseball right now, 21 and 14. They just uh, they just swept Colorado here and you have the Brewers kind of quietly. You know, they took two or three against Miami, but overall, the Cardinals have a better record. uh, And for that reason, they're they're a popular play tonight. But to me, a big, you know, kind of um, thesis or kind of thing to keep an eye out for today is a lot of fade the trendy dog opportunities. That one reason I really like today's board, Pritch, is there are a lot of clear, sharp line moves. It doesn't mean they're all going to win. There's no such thing as a lock or a guarantee. But there's a lot of situations where the public sees plus money with one team, and yet the line's going to the favorite. And I always love going with the favorite in these spots. So, for example, here, St. Louis, Milwaukee, you have uh, Kim on the mound for the Cardinals here and uh, Peralta on the mound for the Brew Crew. This opened up with kind of a very short pick'em type number, like a minus 115 with the Milwaukee Brewers at home. And the public is saying, give me the plus money with St. Louis, quote-unquote, the better team. Yet the line's moving to Milwaukee. So we've seen the Brew Crew go from around minus 115 all the way up to minus 130. That's a pretty big, notable line move uh, just from the fact that really they're the unpopular bet, but they're getting big steam in their favor. You also look at a favorite with a low total. Uh, A lot of under money seems to be coming in here. Open seven and a half, it's down to seven. So the fact that you have this Milwaukee contrarian favorite becoming more of a favorite with a very low total of seven, typically those fewer amount of expected runs scored are going to come from quote unquote, the better team. That just one really jumps out to me. The fact that, you know, you would, how do you not take, you know, the Cardinals here in the plus money yet lines going to the Brewers. I'll go with that Brewers smart money there and, uh, and back the, uh, the brew crew here at home. All right. I like that play actually, Josh. Um, uh, how about we have the car. Uh, we are just did that one, the Phillies and the Nats, uh, because I was talking, we talking to Josh Towers. We've got too many Joshes on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Towers, we were asking him a question about um, the Phillies and the Nats and what was going on. I was curious about his thoughts on what was going on with this lineup with the Philly, uh, Philly, uh, Phillies here. Uh, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, similar situation here, uh, Pritch, looking at the Nationals as kind of a sharp play because, uh, again, you look at kind of what the Phillies have been up to. They've uh, they played pretty well 18-17, and 17, although they did just lose 2-3 or three to Atlanta here. Uh, you look at the, the Nats, though, they're really struggling here a bit. They're mm-hmm. four games under 500. I think there's they're one and four of their last five. They dropped two out of three against the Yankees. But maybe it's the pitching matchup. You know, you look at the ERA of both these pitchers, and 
You know, Josh Towers mentioned Fetty, a local kid. He's got a 5.27 ERA. But Chase Anderson for the Phillies going today, his ERA is about six and one and three overall. Uh, so I kind of like buying low on Washington. Sometimes these, you know, series openers can kind of sneak up on you, maybe results that you don't always expect. But this is another play where public says Phillies are the better team. I'm getting plus money. Yet the line is moving to Washington. So Washington has gone from a lot of these books were kind of like a pick em type number, minus 105, minus 108, minus 110. And now we're starting to see this big steam all the way to the Nats uh, around the minus 120 range. So anytime I see these moves where uh, the public is on one side, yet the lines go on the other way toward the unpopular side, these are auto plays for me. Again, you're not going to hit them all, uh, but I would much rather be with that smart money on the Nats than I would be with the public money uh, on the Phillies in this spot. All right, let's return to the NBA. Now, this isn't your grossest play of the day, uh, but, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's the T-Wolves and the Pistons, uh, and it's the over. So the total is 228. Uh, how do we categorize this one? Oh, man, this one is gross, Pritch. But wait until you get my my gross uh, dog play of the day. In, or actually, it's a favorite in Major League Baseball. You're okay. going to uh, hope you didn't eat your lunch recently because it, it's going to be a gross one. But uh, I like the over in this Minnesota-Detroit matchup tonight. Um, to me, this is something I've spent a lot of time looking at, a lot mm-hmm. of these these over situations. And, again, I'm, a, I'm an under better by nature, Pritch, because a, a typical, typically the over is the public play. The odds makers know that. They'll shade the, the line more to the over. But again, I think that you got to take right now in the NBA differently than other times because to me, it's the Wild West. It's the last week, last couple weeks. Again, tired legs. You just want to get the season over with. That's boded very well for overs here. So I like about this one. T-Wolves, one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, uh, ranking in the bottom five in defensive efficiency. And this would also be a non-conference overmatch with a line on the rise. So so we're checking off quite a few boxes here. Uh, You look at this total. It opened around 227. It's been bet up to around 228. Some shops at some points, they were kind of hinting at a 228 and a half. I would really try to get a 227 and a half if you like the over. That way, a 228 you cash with. But again, a T Wolves team that is terrible defensively. Uh, you also look at um, when the line stays the same or rises in a non conference matchup where, you know, kind of you're looking at more offense than defense overall. That's about 56% this year. So I'd be looking at kind of two teams, maybe maybe not a, much emphasis on, on defense here, hopefully a lot of offense. I'm looking at the over, ideally 227.5. If not, I'll take the 228 over. Okay, because the T-Wolves, are, they're minus 7.5. I don't know if you saw that. Oof, that line's <laughs> falling a little bit. Rich, Has it fallen? Eight, eight down to like 7.5, seven, 7. So, again, yeah. to me, these spreads, they're rough right now. Mm-hmm. My thing is like I've been having more success with these bad defensive overs, non-conference type things than I have. Uh, with these spreads recently. Okay. All right. Let's move on to hockey. Uh, Boston and, and Washington. Uh, five and a half. Uh, okay. On the ice, too. I'm waiting for the playoffs, to be honest with you. Full disclosure there. Um, Washington minus 180 at home, though. Yeah. So, Pritch, this is really interesting what's going on here. Number one, a lot of bad blood between my Bruins mm-hmm. and the Caps. They've uh, been fighting each other a lot. There's a lot of history there. Now you got Chara going up against the Bruins. They just found out last night that this is going to be a first-round matchup in the playoffs. First game is in Washington, Bruins at Caps on Saturday night. So what does that mean for tonight? Uh, number one, I got an interesting text I got from my guy Thomas Gable at the Borgata. Uh, the Bruins are basically resting every single player tonight, Pritch. So <laughs> Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak, Krejci, uh, Taylor Hall, literally I would say probably their top nine forwards, all their defensemen, and no Tuca, they are all out tonight. So what does that mean? It means that the, the Washington Capitals have taken in 
a ton of money, you know, injury related, but also want to give a shout out to one better. I know my guy TG at the Borgata. He's not happy about it, but someone knew something earlier today uh, at the Borgata. There was a $30,000 bet on the Caps minus 105. Pritch, this was a minus 105 pick em to start. And with all these Bruins guys out resting, don't want to get hurt before the series starts, don't want to give anything away before mm-hmm. the series starts massive movement here toward the toward the Capitals. So you would have wanted to get it a little bit earlier, but the Bruins are going to have a, uh, you know, a Providence Bruins, you know, triple A uh, AHL team tonight. <laughs> and the Caps still have some of their big guys playing. So again, you would have loved the Caps earlier. Right. Minus 105, you're feeling great, but I'm still laying it with Washington, uh, even maybe looking at, at a puck line here. I'm a Bees fan, but literally you're not going to recognize the Bruins lineup tonight. It's, I think, huge advantage capitals. Okay. That's good timing, Josh, or versus inside <laughs> information, I would think. Uh, so now we're to your grossest play of the day. Uh, we did all of that to get to here. Uh, and I believe it is the Pirates uh, in their matchup against the Reds. It is the Pirates. And uh, this one is about probably about as gross as it gets. This one is, is Hall of Fame grossness when you think about it. But uh, my biggest thing here is just – this makes no sense. You know, the pirates lost 14 to one yesterday. Uh, the Cincinnati reds absolutely destroyed them yesterday, mm-hmm. but yet you come back the next day and this was a minus one Oh five pick them a slight minus minus one ten uh pirates favorite, you know, like you would think if the reds are, are killing the pirates this season had a big win yesterday, that they would be a big favorite today. And the public is all over Cincinnati saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're giving me plus money. I'll take it all day. The reds might win again here. But I like this play of the Pirates. This one makes no sense. When it makes no sense, Pritch, that means I like it more because someone smarter than me uh, must have a good edge here on the Pirates. But they've gone from around a pick em to now minus 120. And again, uh, no one in their mother. No, but nobody's been the Pirates today. <laughs> right. Yet the line is going in their favor. This is a 635 game, a little bit early. Um, again, hopefully uh, I got to hit the gym after this, Pritch. Mm-hmm. When I go to Planet Fitness and put this game on, I hope they're not down three nothing, you know, in the first inning here. That's that's my okay. uh, my biggest fear here. But this one's so disgusting. Yet I love it. This line move to the Pirates. I'm going Buckos in this. Okay, one. the last time you hit the gym, uh, that overcashed for <laughs> me uh, when we talked about the Rockies. Remember that? I think in the first inning. First Rich, inning, yeah. uh, that it? thing yeah. went over. Yeah, and they had a doubleheader. Uh, so I, I got to re- I got to return. I got to revisit this. Boston, Washington, and hockey. Uh, somebody had that kind of timing to lay that kind of bet before this line moved and all that information was released. Somebody knew something. And yeah, mm. TG texted me immediately because he knows I'm a big Bruins fan. And uh, he's, yeah, he's like 30K. And I asked, like, is it a, you know, a regular guy? Is it a, a house player? Is it an advantage player? And he said he didn't really know the guy, but the guy was very confident and was in and out very quickly. So <laughs> he, he knew something. Maybe he's tied in with the uh, the Bruins. And, you know, their coach Cassidy said, hey, by the way, we're not playing anyone tonight here. Maybe that sort of thing. But a source play, he got a great number. Uh, so, so say a prayer for TG, uh, because he, he might be, uh, in a bad spot here, but you never know with hockey, oh, they got all these young players playing, yeah. but, and I'm worried cause it looks so good on the caps that you get worried when, uh, when it looks like it's a, you know, a guarantee or a lock, there's no such thing, but so many players out here for the Bruins, right? I, I'm laying, I'm laying it with the caps. And if the Bruins surprise me, I'll tip my cap to all these guys. We don't know about. All right. What about the total five and a half? Um, like any, no big bets on that at all, but I mean, it's just purely a play here uh, on that side. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Juice to the under, you know, okay. the under in this game, like minus 130. But um, to me, it's caps or nothing. And uh, if the Bruins win again, they're going to be winning with guys you never heard of. I, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. I tell you what, if I had timing like that, move over Bill Gates. 
<laughs> we'll see you back here on the program tomorrow. They'll do it for us today. Good luck with your bets. Uh, my guys in the desert coming up next right here on B-CEN, the Sports Betting Network.